The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 66, Monday, April 2nd, 2007. Back in episode 43, we talked about who wants to be a superhero starring Stan Lee. You're Stan Lee! Me! Anyway, on the G4 channel on cable, yeah. there's a show, Ninja Warrior, and it, it it looked like the old show American Gladiators, mm. which I used to watch all the time for some yes. reason. Yes. Mike Adam Lee and Larry Zonka yeah. were the announcers. Yeah, they had the big obstacle course set up, and you had these Japanese guys who spent the past year training just to be on this game show. And they would get on, and they would have to go through the obstacle course, like climb up the curtain and swing across the swing, like do all these these ninja type things. It was really it was, it was insane. Yeah. And oh, and and so they're up on all these on this obstacle course, and the thing is, if their arms get tired and they slip, or if they miss the the bar, you know, when they're flying through the air, or if they let go, they fall into this dirty, filthy pit of it looked like mud and pee, and it was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. And not one single guy was able to do it. Oh, man. <laughs> but actually, one guy made it all the way to the very end, and he had to swing himself from this bar. It, was, it looked like a pull-up bar. He had to swing himself from this bar right. over to the, the ledge, and then he's done. And he swung, he let go. And he was about an inch short, and he, like, slipped and just... Uh. <laughs> he lost his balance and ended up in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that was like, you know, the, the old Nickelodeon or whatever, the show with Double Dare. I mean, like, you get to the end, and the end was always one of those stupid things where, you know, the flag was hidden in a swimming pool filled with oatmeal, yeah. and you could never find it. I swear, I don't even think it was in there. <laughs> Yeah, they had the one where you have to pick the gigantic nose. Oh, God. Or uh, there was one that's like gigantic mouth throwing up. You have to find the flag. Yeah, and then you did the the, the, the hamster wheel. Yeah, the human hamster wheel. I, I was watching it, because I used to watch that all the time, too. And there was one where the team, the boy and the girl, made it to the end, the obstacle course. And the very first uh, obstacle in the course was that Sunday slide. The ice cream Sunday slide, what? where you have to yeah. go up the sliding board, but it's all covered yeah. with with syrup and ice and cream and all that. That would take the most time. They would never be able to do it. Well, this one, this one particular time, the boy kept trying to go up it, and he would make it like an inch away from the top, and then slide all the way back down. <laughs> do it again, make it in until finally, ten seconds left. Mark Summers is just like, "All right, go to the next one." <laughs> He wasted 99% of the time I, oh, on man. that stupid slide. I used to get so annoyed with that show because of how hapless the, the contestants were. Yeah, they were idiots. Terrible. I would have done such a better job. Yes. First of all, if I lost, I would have thrown Mark Summers in that vat of oatmeal. <laughs> and he would, have had a, he would have had a psychotic breakdown. Because that was the thing about him. He actually had, like, an obsessive compulsive disorder or whatever. He can't, like, touch anything, like, and that's any way dirty or anything. And it was, like, he was, like, this super neat freak, which made no sense that he was hosting this show. <laughs> yeah. The messiest game show ever. Really? 
So you know he must have been like downing all kinds of like, you know, quaaludes and vodka <laughs> when the show was over. Now, now we're going to be sued by Mark Summers. Oh, wait, is he still around? Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. But there was, yeah, there was Double Dare, and then there was this other game show uh, that was, like, trying to be a, 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 an imitation of Double Dare. Like a ripoff called Funhouse. Yes. With JD Roth. I hate that guy. <laughs> he vanished. But then and and then at six o'clock in the morning, I remember, before school, there was that show Video Power. Wait, wait, you mean you weren't watching Photon? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, it started out as a cartoon that for some reason it was it was uh it was based on Nintendo video games. Ah. Nintendo Entertainment System, but for some reason it only had characters from games made by the company Acclaim, which didn't make any sense. Wait, so was it a cartoon? Yeah, but it was all the characters from Acclaim's video games. Which were terrible. Like the masterpiece Airwolf! Yeah, like uh, Arch Rivals, Quirk the Chill Tomato, <laughs> Bigfoot, I don't know, whatever. But in between, like right before they would go to a commercial, you had this guy who would give out tips for the games yeah. and do reviews and do previews. So it was pretty cool. You can see the upcoming games, and he would give out codes and stuff. And that was on for a season or two. And then for some reason, they completely redid the whole show. They got rid of the cartoon and turned it into a game show with the same guy as the host. Okay. They called him Johnny Arcade. Uh. And uh, whoever won got to go through this obstacle course. But the thing is, throughout the obstacle course were all these Nintendo Entertainment System games hanging on the walls. Right. So as you do the obstacles, you have to grab as many games as you can, and that's what you win. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the catch was that for some reason, 99% of the games were made by that company Tengen or Tengen. Oh. And they were they were like the worst games ever RBI made. RBI Baseball. Oh, man. And not only that, they only had maybe ten different games, but they just kept repeating them on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at the end, you know, if, if the boy would complete the obstacle course, he'd be like, let's see what you won. Yeah. Let's see, uh... Three copies of RBI Baseball. Oh. <laughs> Two copies of Ms. Pac-Man, a Shinobi. <laughs> Shinobi. <laughs> like whatever other games they made for the well, Nintendo. Tension actually was Atari. Well, they, they had gotten into all that trouble because they, they used to be, uh, an, an official developer for the Nintendo Entertainment System. They had the, the they, they paid Nintendo for the license. No. Right. But then but then they, they tried to do something smart. They tried to get rich quick. And said, hey, wait a minute. Why are we paying Nintendo to make games for their console? We can just make games without them. And just put out the games. Why do we have to pay Nintendo? Anyway, their games stunk.
you remember? It just came to me. Do you remember back in like the 80s? And I think Toys R Us did this. Where as a kid, you could win some kind of a shopping spree, right? Yeah, the super toy run. Yes! Where you got like <laughs> 10 minutes to just run through the store and throw stuff in a shopping cart. And that was, you know, and, and keep whatever was there. Yeah. But where did they used to air that? Mm, I remember, I think Nickelodeon used to show the commercials. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think probably Nickelodeon. No, I, I think I, I remember that they would actually they would show like the actual thing. I, I it wasn't I doubt it was live. What was it called? The toy run? Yeah, the super toy run, I think. No, uh... but the stupid thing about it, you'd get all these moron boys and girls who would win and they would be all excited, like, okay, ready on your mark, get set, go. And they would go. And you know, if it's a little girl, she would put this gigantic yeah. Barbie castle into the cart. It's like, nothing else is going to fit in the cart, you idiot. Yeah. Or if it was a boy, you know, you'd put, like, the big castle gray skull in the cart. Like, you just wasted the whole entire <laughs> shopping cart for one thing. You dummy. Or, or the worst would be, big and this dummy. Big dummy. It would really annoy me, would be they would, these dummies... Would would go run down the aisle and let's say the aisle was um, I don't know GI Joe, and so you know what basically let's say it was it was a, a neat and organized Toys R Us that they were <laughs> no. in wherever that that may have existed. <laughs> Good luck finding that. Ah. So let's say that you know each and each you know aisle you had let's say you had oh let's go with our our old favorites the Transformers right yeah. So let's say there's 20 different Transformers that you can buy, the boxes. And on the aisle, you know, it's set up, that you know, so it's 1 through 20, basically. That's just hypothetically, one after the other next to each other. And behind them are the, you know, just more of the same exact ones, or, you know, the, the quantity that, that's in the store. It's just like uh, at a grocery store. You know, you pick yeah. up a can of beans, there's another yeah. can behind it, the same thing. And what they would do is... They would have this very little amount of time, and rather than just like going through and just taking one of each toy, <laughs> they would take like ten of the same exact one. Yeah, I know. What's the point of that? Stupid. I know. I'm looking on the internet now. It was actually, I don't think it was Toys R Us. It was actually, they used to do a Toys R Us, but it was actually the Nickelodeon Super uh, Toy Run. It was yes, technically, yes. it was Nickelodeon's. Yes. And there are some, um, well, wait a minute. There's a commercial on Retro Junk. <laughs> Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. Let's see. Wow, it's Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. Oh, God. Some kid that looks exactly okay, like Mo from run. Three Stooges. Oh, oh, there he goes. Yes. He's okay. running. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> Telescope. He's taking some good stuff, this guy. Oh my god, the whole show fell on him. Hey guys, keep moving, keep moving. But I gotta grab one. No, no, don't take that. 
God. This could be you. Does it say what year it's from? Send your name, address, agent, phone number two, super toy, PO Box four nine zero one, Orlando, Florida three two eight zero two. I would say it's probably around ninety ninety one. I don't know. Just from the hairstyles. I can't tell. See, if that were me, as soon as they said on your market set go, I would head straight. I would have headed straight for the Nintendo aisle. Ah. Yeah, but and the games weren't in the aisles. They were locked up. No, I would have just thrown a chair into it, <laughs> smashed it open. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> now, I probably would have... Uh, well, you could also get, like, a bicycle or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, they just... You know, the Toys R Us is a big store, and for a kid, you know, in two minutes, or actually I think it was, like, five minutes that they would give you. That's uh, kind of tough. It's kind of tough to get much for five minutes. And I think I do remember, like, going to the Toys R Us and, like, filling out the application, like, every time I was there for this stupid thing and, then of course, never being chosen. <laughs> or I think maybe what I would have done was run really fast, crashed into something, faked an injury, went to the hospital, and then sued them for $10 million. Now, that's a get-rich-quick. <laughs> Ah, a little nostalgia. You know, I haven't thought of the Nickelodeon Super Toy Run in probably like 10 years or so. It's just something that you just forget about it. So what's next? Um, from the AOL Strange But True News. Uh, apparently a man in Cape Coral, Florida, uh, did a Chris Farley. He was trying to keep bees off of his property, but he accidentally set fire to his house. <laughs> what? Yes, he was trying to kill the nest of bees by mixing a product called Real Kill Indoor Fogger with WD-40. Why? Which became a flamethrower. What would WD-40 have to do with anything? Uh, the guy obviously was not very smart. He's from <laughs> Hillbilly, Florida. Wait, that's almost as bad. <clears throat> we talked about, in episode 35, the guy who drowned trying to save a toy boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, these people. He <laughs> burnt down his house trying to kill a bee. Yeah. Trying to get rid of the bees. <laughs> That's so stupid. And there was another guy. I think this guy was in England. Uh, he had a lot of moles, or Germany, a lot of moles, you know, little moles, a groundhog thing, whatever. Yeah. Were destroying his garden, so he did an Al Bundy. Remember <laughs> the episode Al Bundy tried to get, kill the rabbit and, like, yeah, yeah. blew up the whole neighborhood? Well, that's what this guy did. Blew up. He, elect he put all this, like, electrified, like, um, fencing up and accidentally electrified himself and died. What? Yeah. Come on. Stupid. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let's see, what's next? Um, this is uh, something in the local area here. Uh, Trenton, New Jersey. The state of New Jersey has warned squirrel hunters that uh, they should not eat the squirrels they find near a toxic waste dump because it could be contaminated with lead. Wait, first of all, there are squirrel hunters? Yeah, um, this is up in, uh, and actually, this is this is kind of funny. They've been there for a long time. 
You think they listen to the show? Oh, God, I hope not. Because <laughs> they will come and they will kill us. <laughs> so, yeah, it was them. They're, you know, they hunt squirrels, and, and apparently uh, they shouldn't. Uh, because of paint sludge that was dumped by the Ford Motor Company. Nice. Uh, Michael Jackson news. Uh, no. Michael J- yes. Earlier this month, uh, Michael Jackson finally uh, paid a pharmacy that he owed uh, over $100,000. Where did he get the money from? I don't know. What did he buy? For- what do you think? $100,000 worth of... Come on, what do you think? The Product? bleach? And That's- come on, all the bleach and the, and the, the voice... Uh, pills and the... Uh, uh, oh, that's ignorant. Oh, God. I have vitiligo. Ooh, <laughs> that voice is scary. I have a rare skin disease. Yeah. Uh, also... Corey Feldman. Oh, God. Also, uh, Donald Trump. This guy keeps trying to close down the historic Atlantic City Steel Pier. Why? Because he wants to uh, develop it. I'm Donald Trump. I'm very successful... I want you to buy my book and my video to be successful as well. You know, you could be really successful like me, Donald Trump. I'm going to knock that pier down. Damn him. Last but not least, our good friend Stephen Hawking. He recently said that because of all the global warming and, and the, the other stuff, the terrorism, he, uh, he had to move the doomsday clock closer to midnight. What? You know what the doomsday clock is? The doomsday clock is this this clock that doesn't tell time. Basically, it's like a... Like Stephen a, Hawking's invented a clock that doesn't tell time. <laughs> no, it's this group that he's a part of with the doomsday clock. Basically, it's just like a theory. It's, it's not theoretical. It's just like a representation of how close we are to doomsday. <laughs> you know, so obviously, if the time is, you know... At uh, if the minute hand or whatever is at one or two, it's very good. But if it's at you know ten or eleven, it's where it's bad. Yes, and also finally on uh, Mr. Hawking. Apparently, I don't understand this. This guy must think he's Stephen Seagal or something. <laughs> what? You know how they have this now space tourism where where the Russians or whatever that you if you pay like some ridiculous twenty five million dollars or a hundred million dollars, you can go up in this. You know, and the spaceship to the International Space Station. Yeah. And there's been a couple of people do Stephen Hawking wants to do this. <laughs> Go up to the space station. He's crippled. And fight the Russians. <laughs> he can't talk on his own. He can't move. How is he going chair. into space? Idiot. Anyway, I'm, I'm looking up on wikipedia.org. Uh, the Doomsday Clock is a symbolic clock face maintained since 1947. Uh, it uses the analogy of the human race uh, being at a time that is minutes to midnight, where midnight represents destruction by nuclear war. Yes. So I guess... Uh, they update the clock every once in a while, and so now... Now that it's almost at midnight, we are very close to being destroyed by nuclear war, supposedly. 
according to the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists at the University of Chicago. Yes. You know, you, you read that very, very much like uh, uh, the Twilight Zone guy. Submitted for your approval. Uh, Twilight Zone. Well, what about the big news, uh, the hold your Wii for a week? Supposedly the woman died. She did die. She died from water intoxication. So now the Nintendo Wii is killing people? Well, no, it was the radio station <laughs> thing, and the radio station guys are in deep trouble, and that's the end of it. Yeah, so, well, anyway, these I guess these radio DJs had a contest. Whoever could hold in uh, their pee the longest would win a Nintendo Wii. They were drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water. So I guess this woman really wanted to, to win the Nintendo Wii, so she kept holding it in until she died. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. By the way, Nintendo Wii, they've, there's already been 4 million sold. 1 million PlayStation 3s. Or no, I think, I think it was 1.5. Disaster. But PlayStation 3, I mean, Time Magazine, like all these magazines, all these news and... They're just saying it was the biggest dud of the year, the biggest flop of the year. Nobody cares. They will not lower the price. $600. Crazy. Good. Just get, get Sony out of here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Stupid. Oh, do we have a Wii review since you've actually played it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, visited my family for Christmas. I was surprised we were uh, even able to get one because all the stores were sold out, but... Yeah, we hooked it up, and I was thinking, well, the remote control, it's the motion sensing, and you there's this little bar you put on the TV, and like, we're going to have to do all this calibrating and setting up and this and that. All we did was we plugged it in, we hooked it up, and it worked. We didn't have to do anything. So we plugged it in, and we put in the Rayman Raving Rabbits game. Really good graphics, it was really fun, really fast loading times. And the Wii Sports, that was really fun. The bowling, like you actually move your arm like you're bowling. And the golf, you hold it like a golf club. And really, really good. And the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, I thought that would have been a little complicated because there's the sword and all the different items. Somehow, they managed to design the controller and design the game so that it's, it's really natural. Yeah. And the controllers are really light. I I thought they did a really good job on it. The machine itself is small, it's quiet, really easy to set up. The sensor bar is really small, doesn't get in the way. I don't know, I was I was impressed by it. And it's funny because everyone I talk to, like people at work or if I go over someone's house or something, all these people have a Nintendo Wii. I haven't seen one single person yet that actually has a PlayStation 3. Why buy it? First of all, if I lost, I would have thrown Mark Summers in that vat of oatmeal. And he would have had a psychotic breakdown. <laughs>